I'm Savannah McCaskill, and you're watching 110 Football. Not the outcome we wanted last Sunday, but we go again this weekend. That's right, we'll get you ready for Angel City's first road game, but first we dive into what happened on Mother's Day against Orlando Pride. We'll break it all down in hashtag trending. And we've got a Hollywood-themed class of 22. We'll find out which takes these women think are hot and cold and answer the question, what is going on with the referees? It might get a little heated. It's a jam-packed edition of Angels Wear Boots. Welcome everyone to another episode of Angels Wear Boots. This is the show celebrating everything Angel City produced for fans, by fans. I'm Megan Reyes and I'm here with Lauren Sesselman. Lauren, how are you? AKA Sess Money and I'm just here for Sarah's drip. <laughs> we all are, that's the only reason we come here. We have Jessica Black. Jess, how are we doing? Um, I mean, I'm good. I wish we were gonna be kind of talking about another win, but um, obviously Angel City had some difficulties against Orlando Pride, but nevertheless, I'm happy to be here with you ladies. We are gonna get into that more. And then last but not least, the drippiest. Drippiest. That's a word I just made up. Well, I like it, I'll accept it, yeah. How are you? I'm good. I just have to answer this question that's already in the chat about my pre-game superstition ritual, and it's yoga, meditation, breath work before every game, just to get that out there right now. Hmm. Great. That's awesome. Well, just like Daniel T, he put his question in the, in the chat, and it was answered by Sarah very, very nicely. We would like more of you guys to get in the chat and let us know how you're feeling, comments, questions, all of those things. Um, we love interacting with you guys here at 110 Football. You're a big part of the show, so we want to know what you guys are thinking. Get in that chat box and put your questions down. And make sure that you um, subscribe and hit the notification bell to keep up with all the latest with us. Okay, so before we get going, some big news here. This show, Angels Wear Boots, is getting an upgrade. Starting next week, we're moving to Mondays at 4 p.m. The show will be more immediate so that you can get your fix that much closer to every Angel City game. We're excited, and we hope you are too. So, Angel City lost their second game of the season last Sunday to Orlando 1-0 after a third-minute goal from Sydney LaRue. Let's talk about that fast start for the team not named Angel City here at the top of Hashtag Trending. Lauren, what happened? So, let's talk about this. <laughs> let's do it. Let's talk about this. Okay, so, obviously, as a player, it's always hard going into that second game. You're coming off that energy high with that sold-out crowd, that amazing crowd that we had the first game. Still had a huge crowd. Um, and, you know, we had a little bit of a rocky start, and then they picked it up in the game. You know, down on the right-hand side, um, Hammond got outnumbered, and then the cross came, across, uh, cross came in, and Sydney LaRue, she put it away. But you give Sid an inch, she takes a mile. So this game, we need to talk about this, because there were some instances in this game for me, especially defensively in the beginning, where you know, we had a little bit of a breakdown. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, when, just, when I watched the game, I just thought that first goal just came from just some simple play from Orlando Pride and some players weren't being picked up. I don't know if there was some confusion over on our left side of our de uh, defense. Um, I know I looked at it and I thought, why didn't Hammond stop the cross? 
maybe there was some other breakdowns that led to her maybe not getting close enough to to her marker but it was just a very simple goal i don't i don't really want to say it was like an angel city mistake but it wasn't like a spectacular goal from orlando pride so i mean you guys are defender sarah lauren like it, for viewers that were looking at it and said like Hammond should have got closer to her mark, what was the defense doing? Is it just the defenders or is it the rest of the team that also maybe had some uh, culpability in that goal? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of things that went into the goal. Overall, you know, it's the beginning of the season, these kinds of mistakes happen, but it needs to be a little bit better and it will get cleaned up as the season goes on. I think, you know, Madison got pulled out in a 2v1. Our six, Danny Weatherholt, then got pulled out trying to stop the cross and then it seems like we weren't exactly um, marking everybody in the box. So, of course, it will get cleaned up as the season goes on. These kinds of things happen at the beginning of the season, especially with an expansion team. Um, and we know that the team is capable of doing it and getting shutouts. Um, I think it was a slow start. The first 15, 20 minutes, you know, we looked to, to be on our heels a little bit, but I do think we picked it up. Um, and got better as the game went on, for sure. What about Allie Riley? She was a big miss mm -hmm. over on, um, as our left back and the captain. Maybe there was a little bit of, um, this is just a new person here on the left-hand side. I'm, I thought Jill was so good, mm -hmm. but she was doing a lot of last-ditch tackling, almost as if she was like, okay, I need to make sure I cover Hammond a little bit more. Do you think losing Allie Riley's influence, experience, mm -hmm. and stuff like that may have had some um, influence as well back in the back? Or? Well, I think definitely. I mean, she's the captain. She's such a leader and such a force, and she has such great soccer IQ on the field. And you could definitely tell, you know, Hammond is a phenomenal player. Spencer's been doing a phenomenal job on the outside as well. But you can tell for me, and we were talking about this a little bit before we started the show, it's just when you're having your outside backs, making sure they're giving that option for the center back. And I think that was lacking in the beginning. So where um, Hammond and Spencer could have maybe leveled off and helped because defensively, the way that Orlando was playing, they were cutting off all those channels. So it's almost like the, the fullbacks were hiding. And for me as a center back, I want to see options. So I want my, my fullbacks not to go away from me. I want them to come too so I can have that option. And it also will open up that gap and create that channel. So that's that's one thing for me, but they, they seem to have gotten better. Like after the 30 minute mark, they seem to have figured it out, closed it down a little bit more and they didn't have as much um, attacking prowess, so. Yeah, I totally agree with you, specifically on the ball. I mean, I wanna see, that's one of the things I wanna see more from my team is, I wanna see them build out of the back more. Mm -hmm. I think we've been shy doing so, and I think this is the time to work on that and really improve on that going forward. And one of those things is really getting, like you said, our outside backs to be options for our center backs because we're kind of very separated defensively and offensively. Um, so I would definitely like to see more of that as well. And I do think Madison Hammond um, picked it up 20 minutes in and, and played very well for the rest of the game. So Angel City eventually found their sea legs and started to really own the balance of play for the final 60 minutes or so, but couldn't find the equalizer. Angel City has has yet to score a lot, including during the Challenge Cup. It's still early, but are there any concerns? Yeah, I think there are some, maybe some concerns when you see big names in the attacking positions like Endo, who had such a good game um, against North Carolina. You also, you know, Kristen Press, you have uh, Savannah McCaskill. These are big names, and so you expect the goals to be coming in. And I have to say, like, every single game that comes by, I'm like, okay, we're, this is going to be the game where we break through. And it looked like we did in our last game, but we kind of reverted back to, like, a disjointed kind of attack. People weren't really connecting. We were getting into good attacking positions but not making the right decisions at the right time. We saw, like, even less shot from Tyler Lucy. That was from, like, halfway, where she had some additional options. So it looked like we clicked, and then we unclicked, but it could just be 
the team just needs to gel and work together a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. You just mentioned Tyler Lucy. Love her as a player. She works her butt off. Um, but taking those kind of shots when you have those type of players in front of you may be a better option. But having taken those, as a coach, you know, you're always in your ear, you're always in the player's ear being like, take those shots, take those shots, take those opportunities. And since they were down, she just thought maybe. And, um, but when you have those attacking options up front, do you think that those were good chances or ideas, you know? I don't know. I mean, I just feel like maybe you're down and you want to get your team on the front foot. And so you're like, it, it's up to me. But I also think that's just a little bit of nervousness as well, because if you're calm, you look up and you see your, your players around you. And so I'm not sure. It just feels like the team is on the edge of doing something good, on the edge of scoring goals, on the edge of being able to break through. But we're not just we don't make the right decision at the right time. And it looked like the game against Orlando Pride was just very similar to that. Not to mention that we did score a goal. Kristen Press did have a goal and um, it was called offsides. And when you need a goal and you don't get it, it kind of deflates you as well. And I guess we'll, we'll talk about the refereeing and whether or not that was actually offside. But I mean, it just looks like we need more time more patience. Yeah, I mean, I personally am not concerned. I feel like our attack is so strong. We have so many options. And honestly, like we already see them getting into these mm -hmm. difficult positions and having great chances, which mm -hmm. that's usually those like small pass connections and movements are usually what take a long time to form. And we already see that happening. So I have no concern with that. Um, LAFC O'Clock, uh, he agrees with me about building out of the back. He wants to see a little bit more of it. And that's still what I'm a little bit stuck mm -hmm. on. I would just love to see more connection back to front. And I think I think that, you know, we were talking about it before the show. I think, you know, you see Vanessa finding great passes into the midfield, even into our nines, mm -hmm. more towards half field. We want to see more of that from the back. Let's build back yeah. to front and not always play big because the team is more than capable of doing so. Like, we have great spouts of connection and passes and movement. Somebody that I'm really impressed with, even though we haven't seen a lot of her, is Simone Charlie, though. I do oh, yeah. think that she's somebody that presents a different type of look to the front line and I would like to see her maybe used a little bit more yeah. but um, like Endo had a very good game against North Carolina I thought Simone Charlie kind of had her game mm -hmm. even though we lost the game I mean how do you think we can use Simone Charlie a little bit more I feel like Simone Charlie is built for this league yeah she's fast she's smart she knows what she's doing she loves to go 1v1 she can get behind defenders and honestly I played against her when I played in Chicago and she played at Portland like guys like she puts you under a lot of pressure yeah. and really fast. So she's built for this league. And I feel like she was dealing with an injury. We're definitely going to see more of her as the season goes on. And it will definitely be to the benefit of our team. Yeah, because, I mean, then you have a press that slides out and she gets that left-footed shot. I mean, she takes players on. She's a scary. I love Kristen Press. She's a scary <laughs> player. She will take shots anywhere. And they're, they're great shots. So, But having when Charlie came on, it definitely changed the dynamic. And she's a phenomenal player. I'm looking forward to really watching her play this season. So. Yeah, and so despite the loss, Angel City showed great resilience, as we mentioned, but have we seen enough to determine whether this match was just a new team continuing to gel, first match hangover, or maybe a little bit of both? I think it's a little bit of both. It's hard to tell right now. It's so such early days. I don't think you can really look at anything and consider it a pattern or, or anything like that because we saw a team come out so well against North Carolina and then have a not-so-great game, game the next. So I think we just have to wait a little bit longer and see if things become a persistent pattern, maybe until, like, mid-season, mm -hmm. then you can look at it and be like, oh, yeah, maybe we have some things to work on. But I tend to err on the side of we just need to gel. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's still just 
two games in the regular season. I mean, when I played for Sky Blue, we lost like so many games in the beginning. We had a rough start and then we ended up winning the championship. So it just takes time to gel when there's different moving parts and injuries and everything that comes in play. And you have to let to Hammond stepping in. She only played a couple games, a couple appearances last year. She's still new and raw and young. These are young players. Jasmine Spencer sliding into a fullback position, you know, that's not really her typical position. You know, I, I like what I see and I'm excited for the future. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I feel like we talked a lot after the first game, the first win about the atmosphere and the energy. And of course that impacts a player. And at some point you're gonna have a small letdown game. Of course it's disappointing to see against Orlando, but there's just little things, you know, that we all see that we'd like, you know, to relationships to, conti to continue to build. And one of those being between the outside backs and the wingers, yeah. um, making sure that they're not in the same zone, zone one and zone two, kind of staying out of each other's way, but still finding the ball and playing off each other. I think th that's a relationship on both sides of the field that I would love to see continue to grow. So John Jackson in the chat said, you know, brings up the two botched offside calls. Do you think that could be a factor in, you know, deflating the team's resilience? I think when you're struggling for goals and you get one and then it's a suspect call or you're not sure or you're, you're, you're so sure it was a goal and then it's called away, I do think it can deflate a team that's mm -hmm. not real, it doesn't really have that rhythm of knowing, okay, if we don't get a goal, we can, we can still rebound. We haven't had a game yet, I don't think, where we've, you know, gone behind and then had like a resounding comeback type of thing. So if they don't know that they can come back, it might have just deflated them like this was our one chance to get back into the yeah. game and it just didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, obviously, it's all part of the adversity of the mm -hmm. game. And at some point, you know, they will break that barrier and come back and then yeah. build that confidence. But um, we're still waiting for that moment. Yeah. So we're here in LA where studios make movies about people's lives all the time. Do you know what those are called? Bioptics or something like that? Is that what it is? I don't know. It's a They're biopics. Bi oh, I was close. You were close. Biopics, fun fact. So we asked Angel City players who they would want to star as them in the movie about their lives. Here are their answers in another class of 22. Amanda Bynes, Jennifer Lopez, Rachel McAdams. She's one of my favorite actresses, so I mean, I'd be honored. But I mean, Natalie Portman. Melissa McCartney and Bridesmaids. I'm definitely her in that. <laughs> I think her name's Marseille Martin. She's married to Ryan Gosling. What's her name? Blake Lively. Blake Lively. Blake Lively because she's one of my favorites. She's way taller than me, but <laughs> no whatever. My favorite actress right now is Zendaya. Uh, I always say Zendaya. Zendaya. I don't know. I just saw Jessica Chastain uh, play Tammy Faye Baker, and she was incredible. So if she could do her justice, she could probably do me justice. So Dee Dee's answers so far have been my favorite yeah. out of all of these. And Danny, I feel like the Natalie comment might have been, you know, your boss, but that's fine. We'll go with it. So Sarah, you already said Zendaya, but Lauren and Jess, who would you have? Who would you have play? I guess I'll go with uh, Sky Jackson. She's oh, like, yeah, I see that. She's yeah, but me as like a kid, like probably playing soccer growing up, kind of thing, because she couldn't play me now. Like, what is she, eighteen or something like that? So, so yeah, that's what I'll go with. Um, I get a lot of people that say I look like Ashley Benson or Margot Robbie when I usually have my blonde hair. So um, 
I'll, I will take those because they are amazing. They're hot. Can we just talk about how Carrie picked J-Lo? Like, yes. Yeah, I love that. She she's like, I think no, she like, looks like J-Lo. Yeah, J-Lo. <laughs> I loved it. And also, can we talk about that they got the wrong Ryans for Blake Lively? It said Ryan Gosling. It said Ryan Gosling. I was like, Eva Mendes? No, yeah. It was like, it's oh. not Blake Lively. It's Ryan Reynolds, guys. Come oh. on. I but I mean, that. it's not that hard to get but them see, mixed No, up. I know. They're both And I followed fine, their train so. of thought because I said Blake Lively. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> Let's continue with some fun and play a game that will force our expert panelists to be judges. It's time for hot or cold. It's simple. I will read a statement and they have not, they asked me, they begged me, but they don't know what they are. So once I read it, you will have to tell us if it's a hot take or a cold take. So you've got emojis in front of you to hold up, fire and ice cube. Are you guys ready? Oh yeah. Okay, topic one. Kristen Press is better on the wing than through the middle. Oh. Oh. Can we just say everywhere? So she's yeah. Liddy everywhere. I just, she's just hot. <laughs> like, it is what it is. Uh, you put her anywhere. You could probably put her at fullback and she would thrive, so. Uh, I think so. She wouldn't want to do all that defending. She wouldn't want to do the defending, but <laughs> she would be good. Okay, well, I'm just saying that's just how talented she is. Okay. Okay. Next topic. When totally healthy, Angel City's best 11 does not include Tyler Lucy. Because I... She says, I'm not I'll comment on this one. Uh, there will be no repercussions for me. So what I would just say is that I do think that Simone Charlie has, she has a say in the starting lineup if everybody is completely fit. I could see a front four that has Simone Charlie in it and maybe Tyler Lucy not in it. That being said, it doesn't matter because Tyler Lucy is is a very good player and like you need competition for places, but I could see it, you know, so I would say maybe Simone Charlie com comes in and Tyler Lucy is the the jump off the bench type of player. Is it a hot, is it a hot or it, cold? It's really hard for me because I think it just, they're two different types of players and I think it just depends on who you're playing against. Um, I, don't, I mean, got, I don't know. I think reaction. I don't, I don't know. I mean, there Do really I... are so many options for, for the front line. So, I mean, it's a great problem and to have. It yeah. Could be any, it could be anyone's. Yes. Anyone's that is, to take. That's what I'll, I'll go with because, I mean, it just could be who was on fire that we can practice. Okay. So, I mean, you see so much interchanging in this league. So, I like both players. They both bring different elements to the game. So, I can't really pick that. I'm so sorry. I like this comment from John when you've got five subs. In 90, the best 11 is really 16. Yes. Okay, so moving on to the third one. Angel City will need to score first to win most games. Hot take or cold take? Uh, she just trying to mix it up. <laughs> well, I mean, we just, we just kind of talked about it. You know, when you're a team that doesn't really have that muscle memory of being able to come from behind, you may need to go ahead and score first and then be solid defensively. So I do think that might be the case for Angel City right now until they get a couple of those comeback wins. So I think it's a good take. It's fine. No, I think it's <laughs> no, a good take. Oh no, I, I, just saw you, game, but... I just saw you put the cube and then you switch. So I thought you were oh, trying to do the different no, I was just... I'm just coming from like the, the player like mentality of like the hunger, like after you get scored on. I mean, you saw that they probably should have had that goal that press scored, but um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, Sarah, what do you think? Um, I think that because I'm on the team, I would never, <laughs> ever, wait. This one, we have this yeah. one. I would <laughs> never call that a hot take, ever. Um, I, I, I do think, as far as the transition of the league, you know, that's something that we could yeah. still improve upon, defensive transition, but cold take. Next. Okay. <laughs> Last one. Uh-oh. Oh, God. <laughs> we did not know what these were before. They really didn't know what these were. And I didn't write them, so. 
The most pressing upgrade in NWSL is refereeing. Most pressing I mean, upgrade. That's the hottest take of the year. Uh. <laughs> like All right, let's talk about it. Who wants to go oh, first? I'm not gonna go to. I'm not gonna go in just yet. But that's a part of my stoppage time. But absolutely. Look, I'm always fighting with refs. I don't ever like refs, but I know I shouldn't say that out loud because <laughs> we need them. But, Girl. but, yeah, it needs some work. It, it needs to improve. I mean, yeah, we know, you know, how our game is growing in the U.S. and the refereeing is really the one thing that's been holding us back a little bit. Look at this. This was not called a PK, even though Sam Stav slid from behind and took her ankles out. Like, some of these things just don't really make sense to me. I understand we don't have VAR, but we, I, I, I think we should have common sense. So let's yes. from grow referees. Let's, yeah. let's do it. Bethany, yeah, let's talk uh, about I Bethany. Bethany Balser comes, yeah. comes out and basically says, with the angles that the referee had and the still shots, they, he could not see whether or not that ball had went over the line and they called it a goal. And when she asked him about it, he said, you know what, it's just a goal. In a low scoring Sorry. game, a go it's not just a goal. Like, I mean, we're you professionals, yeah. this is our career, it's not just a goal. Yeah. So yeah, we don't, that's we're here mentality. for fun every day, exactly. you know? We wanna win, we're competitive. It's a mess. <laughs> it's not it's a goal. Here. It's <laughs> not a goal. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's definitely a red card, too, on the, the hatch. Yeah, and honestly, like, it sets – there's players within the league. If, if you're in the league or playing the league, you know. There's certain players who are, who are known to foul in certain ways because they get away with it. So if you're not calling that PK mm -hmm. on Sam Stop, like, that's a problem because you yeah. should be setting precedent. Yeah, it encourages what, what we allow. Here. Yep. Our chats, our chats definitely chiming in here on the ref take. More obvious a take than hot. I was amazed mm -hmm. at the officiating issues on Sunday. John says refing in VAR. The ref last night at the Galaxy Open Cup match I've seen at NWSL matches. Yeah. Oh. Someone needs to improve refing somehow. Not sure it's training or VAR or what, because even great refs have bad days. And it just, I mean, we all are at the same point of like it needs to improve, but there needs to be steps in order to improve it. And I think people need to talk more because it's just not good enough. I have actually one thing to add. So. Christina Uncle, who's like one of the main refs that always comes on it and, you know, lays it all on the line for us. And I was watching her on CBS and she was talking about Champions League and how refs are, are told and trained to call different stuff at, in different types of tournaments and different types of settings. And I was like, that's so messed up. It's weird. It's so messed up. That is, just call the game for what it is. Just call the game. We should get Christina Uncle on this show because I would like to I would like to talk to her. Do you her. think she wants to come on the show after what we just said? I don't know, but I would. <laughs> I like Actually, she, I think Let's she, get Christina on the show. She's, she's nice. She's great, though. Yeah, she's she great. really lays it out, and I would like to talk to her about 2012. We just want to talk. <laughs> and how I should have been in the Golden. All right, Thank all you. right, Lauren. <laughs> we understand 2012 was a difficult time, but um, let's let's talk about a better time and do a little bit of a palate cleanser now that we've, we've done some hot and hold takes here. Uh, Lauren and I actually had the chance to um, be a part of a Dizzy PK challenge. And um, all I'm gonna say before we watch this video is don't try this at home, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Hey guys, welcome to another skill challenge here on 110 Football. My name is Jessica, I'm a host slash expert. I have Lauren Sussman here, she's gonna be our pro as well as Chris Barris. He's our influencer slash fan. On this skill challenge, we're gonna be spinning around this podium, 
10 times, making ourselves really, really dizzy, and then taking PKs. We're gonna do five of those, and whoever makes the most wins the challenge. I'm all about quiet confidence here. <laughs> Insecurities be loud as hell. <laughs> I'm here, quiet confidence. I'll let these two finish it up with all the fresh up. Take your guts. Ooh, Nothing see? needs to be said. Let's see? go. All right, let's go. Keep going faster. Ooh. Eight, nine, ten. Ooh. Don't trip. Oh, oh my gosh, if he's struggling. I'm ready. All right, let's, let's do, do this. It.
guys like this type of content, let us know. Let us know in the comment section. And don't forget to like this video and subscribe to the channel. I'm Jessica, I'm your host, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Okay, so... <laughs> and Lauren is still dizzy. Yeah, I couldn't do this not dizzy. And there's a reason I didn't play college or professionally, so I'm not one to judge, but that is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was, the way you would spin and then like kind of hold the ball forward. Those, those, like that, the couple seconds right after and trying to put the ball down was harder than anything. Yeah. Like I really was very dizzy. <laughs> and this is why I play in the back line. Okay, with the goalkeeping, can we talk about that? We're Cameron let Chris we're win. Gonna... I just want to say that. It looked like it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I want challenge. a rematch. I would never <clears throat> do it again. Don't ask me to do it again. <laughs> All right. I'd like to be there, not to participate. <laughs> I think Megan should do it nope. next time. Yeah, no. I think so. Um, all right, do we, you guys make sure you leave your comments and questions in the chat. And do we have any more that we could answer? Or anything to talk about? We just about. got, John Jackson has some great insight here on a lot of different things. We agree with a lot of things you're saying. Somebody asked um, us which, NWSL, which NWSL city has the best food. Oh. I'm, I'm hungry, let's talk about it. I'm a foodie. Let's talk about it. Have you been to all the NWSL cities? Um, I've never been to Louisville. Yeah, I haven't been there either. Yeah. No, I have I actually haven't been to Houston. I don't know, but oh, I Casey, when I played in Casey, barbecue, I tried every single barbecue spot looking for the cornbread. Oh, I do like that. That was like. Sarah, what are your favorites? Yeah. Um, Chicago. Okay, <laughs> I should have done. Well, I agree. But I agree. Also, I have Houston, no bias. Houston has good food, New York has yes. good food. Midwest if you like all greasy, day. Greasy fat, which I would love. Yeah, Midwest all day, baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Okay. And then the Voodoo Donuts in Portland. We would that would be like something we would always get when we were, when we go there. Did you do you get the donuts when you guys go? Yeah, and they had okay. like the inappropriate donuts. Yeah, the inappropriate ones. It's just fun to yeah, it's just fun. <laughs> yeah. My hot take is Voodoo is overrated. It is a little. It is. They're long always stale. Okay. They are, they're they are kind of stale. stale. They are kind of stale. They really? look nice, but they're kind of stale. I can take you to it's other donut fun. places that are better. Actually, Krispy Kremes. Sorry. It's fire. Than Krispy Kreme the chocolate cake. We're going to rate Krispy Kreme above Voodoo? Let's Absolutely. Have a, a donut Wait, do right donuts in Chicago, you have to try. It's the best donut I've ever had. But I can take you that. to a better yeah. place than Voodoo. Like, that's not Krispy Kreme as in well. In Portland? Um, in New York. Oh, I thought, wait, yeah. I thought we were talking about in Portland. Okay. Ooh, oh. just... What city should NWSL think about for the next expansion team? Somewhere in Northern California. Bay Area. Atlanta. Um, Alexis Ohanian. You guys know him, mm -hmm. obviously. Obviously. Um, <laughs> obviously, Serena Williams. Uh, Mr. Serena Williams. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, he was actually on Twitter talking um, about this, this exact thing, and he was like, where should the next NWSL team be? And he actually suggested northern california to add like another rival in california i think that would just be so cool like south versus north that know, was supposed to be in the plan wasn't it originally yeah. like and that. then they san diego it was yeah sacramento it turned into san diego yeah miami is another great place i feel miami like. i would come out of retirement i mean i'm almost 40 but i would call her start working call out <laughs> call, call me did you guys not see her <laughs> i still got some skills in me but i will say sarah just said atlanta i played in atlanta when it was the wps it was so much fun. Really? It was my. It was probably my all-time, besides Kansas City, my all-time favorite city that I played in. Well, Atlanta's a great city. city. Was, That's where I. Um, he was so. I don't. We had such. Our team was really good, though. Yeah. That's probably why I enjoyed it. We were, like, <laughs> really we were good. bomb. But we were awesome. in Atlanta, we had like all the top players, and we could just not get our stuff together. You know. Sarah, you got a Chicagoan in the chat. I agree with Sarah. 
Yes, Chris. About what, Chris? Former Chicago. Everything? Food. That it's like Everything. Oh, about the food? <laughs> what do you guys okay. have beyond the, the weird pizza that's not... The pizza's not even right. If oh, you are from right. Chicago, you don't eat that pizza. Oh, really. I, really? You have tavern style. And then Harold's. So good if you like chicken wings. Portello's. Um, Portello's! They the have chocolate one oh, sorry, I got <laughs> so so I forgot. And I said the name incorrectly. But Portello's has the best chocolate cake you will ever eat in your entire it's life. It's really good, okay. but their cheese fries are even better. Okay, Sarah, so real quick, before Take we move away. on from pizza, because I'm hungry, is deep dish a pizza? It, or a, it is a, a casserole. But like, <laughs> people, people do not, this is the hot take of it, everyone. Let me hold up my fire sign. People from Chicago, <laughs> people from Chicago do not eat deep dish pizza. We have tavern style pizza. I don't understand what that is. What is that? It's just, it's just like not thin crust, but it's not. So it's normal. thick, thick. It's, it's not thick, thick, but it's thick. It's normal. Just like um, normal pizza. I do have a question for you. Yes. Do you dip your pizza in ranch? <laughs> I have, but only like bad pizza. <laughs> if you guys want to know yes. why Sarah just laughed out of <laughs> out of control like like that out of nowhere, it's because Jason, our producer, producer said something. Jason's and wild. Yeah. Like, gross. <laughs> Moving on. Everybody awesome. in Wisconsin has ranch with their pizza. You guys have a dairy problem in Wisconsin. You have a lot of problems in Wisconsin. <laughs> Your most famous food dish is cheese curds. Okay, <laughs> at least you know what that is. Okay, on cheese curds, okay? All right. I'm actually I'm really hungry, hungry, so we're gonna go ahead and move on before anyway. we go, go down a rabbit hole. So we're almost out of time, but before we go have some lunch and cheese curds, we have to let our panel speak to, directly to you about something that's on their mind, whatever it is. It's stoppage time. Sarah, you're up first. She's got about five of them, so we'll find out what it is. I have five, but I settled on the most important stoppage time today, which is my girl, Midge Purse. Love you, Midge. But you were talking some shit, okay? And I, I saw what she said. She said, you know, that she loved our opening game. It was very Kardashian-y, but it's, you know, the energy that every NWSL player deserves. But then she said, and here's her tweet. Look at the end. She said something along the lines of, I can't wait to kick their ass when I, oh, I can't wait to kill Angel City at home. That's Which, good. first of all, Midge, I gotta <laughs> ask, if I was playing, would you say that? Because you know we'd be we going tick for tack back there, okay? <laughs> I don't know if you would say that. But nevertheless, my team, they mark the calendars, they're ready for the game, and when I'm back on the field, oh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait till you guys come to visit us, too. It's okay? OV, Purse. It's OV. I love over. it. Oh. <laughs> oh, we're like, sorry, it's OV. over. Angel City? Coming in. <laughs> Lauren, Lauren is very spicy Lauren today. <laughs> it's called No Sleep, guys. I just got in from London. And my Congrats. stoppage time, this is something I'm actually really excited about. Um, something I'm really excited about is that um, Louisville was the first to do it. Now Portland Thorns have started suit. I found the wrong camera. I'm so sorry. <laughs> have followed suit um, in announcing that they're going to be offering free for fertility services for the players. They partner with U.S. Fertility to provide education and fertility care options to club's players and their families. This is huge, especially as a former player. I want to freeze my eggs. It costs a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they are offering this service and especially the education around it, because yeah. for right now, for me, the education, I'm learning a lot right now about it, which I wish I knew a long time ago. Um, so I think it's pretty special. Yeah, it's in their best interest, like we talked about, because a lot of us want to have kids, or I already have a kid, but, you know, have more kids start families, and that means we have to take time off playing soccer. And so 
that option is amazing and it makes you, you know, feel better about your future of starting a family. I think it's great too that the team is in partnership with it because not only is there the process and the education and the financial, but then also what a lot of people don't realize is there's a long recovery time afterwards also. Mm -hmm. So when your team is involved and is understanding in that process, it's just really in the best interest for all the players. Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't have to choose. I mean, a lot of times women have to choose between their careers yes. and having a family and things like that. And it's no different for women who play sports. And so I just like the, the opportunity not to have to choose. You know, I think that's big. Yeah. So you're up. Oh, so is me. Okay. Let's you're up. Go. Okay. All so right. Ready. So like I was talking about earlier, um, I didn't want to go too far in, but now I'm, I'm going all the way in. Okay. So um, two footed tackle. Um, which would be called a red card. <laughs> that's, that's, that should that be a red card if we had good refereeing. Okay, so the refereeing is just not up to standard. It's just not. And so I, for one, I'm just being, I'm frustrated that every single week we have these games with high quality, you know, players, uh, players giving their all. And all we can talk about is the refereeing decisions at the end of the day. The Challenge Cup final, that's a huge opportunity, not only for you to like stamp your, um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, like not only to play well, but to win money, right? And you can see there's a tackle here from um, Ashley Hatch on Ursig. And I mean, it's like a rib breaking challenge. And then Caroline, uh, this is a tackle by Sam Staub on her. That went out for oh. a corner, not a foul, not a penalty, not a red card, not anything. And we later found out that there was disciplinary action um, against Ashley Hatch for her, um, her high boot. But why wasn't that called as a red card before? Why did it have to get to a fine? Why is Caroline having, I mean, she had to go off in this game. This is early on in the season. This That could have ended her season just there with that tackle. And there's nothing that was, that was done by the referee. And I just feel like every week we're talking about something like this. Even last week with the handball and the semifinals, like everything is just too much. And even in our, in the Angel City game, it was a very suspect call to call Kristen Press's goal offside mm -hmm. it just was like it looked very very close so for me I just feel this is a professional league with high quality high level athletes playing no matter if it's men, male or female whatever women des deserve the exact same level of refereeing as men would overseas it's just not it's not right and I understand it it costs funding it's it's you have to invest but like why are the women getting less like not as good refereeing. I just don't understand it. And I'm tired of talking about it. I want to talk about how good Caroline is, how good Dabini is, how good Kristen Press is, how good the defending from Gilles is. I want to talk about the referee. I don't want to know their name. But every week I'm looking up the name and I'm like, okay, Katya Koroleva, you were crap. You were <laughs> called out. Do you so, think she there should you go. be fined? I think she should be fined instead of the player because yeah. the player should have been like, she should have been reprimanded on the on the field and given a red card for it. Obviously, that would have hurt her because she wouldn't have been able to play in the next game, whatever. But still, like, now she's being fined, but what what happened to the referee? And in the end of the day, I just feel like women deserve better, the game deserves better, and that should not be a storyline every week. I guess that's just my thing. No, I mean, I think that Sorry. whole adage of protect our players goes, like, it transcends. Yeah, you don't, you don't want that precedent sent that you know, you can get away with, you know, kicking somebody in the ribs or almost ending somebody's career before it starts with a leg breaker tackle. And these things happen, but you tend to see it go get worse and worse and worse if it's not taken care of early. So yeah, that's just me. I don't like I don't I don't like the the refereeing almost being taken as like a practice 
you know, in the NWSL, you know, it's like this is where you learn how to referee. Nah, like they should have the same levels. And I know it's complicated. I know there's politics involved and money and all that kind of stuff, but women deserve the same level of refereeing as everybody else. And it's just not good enough for me. So obviously there's only so much that maybe Sarah is willing to comment on, but Lauren or Sarah, do you all have thoughts I on? I mean, I pretty much said that the refs suck. So I think <laughs> yeah. everyone knows my statement. I said that last week. <laughs> we much but I keep seeing that the M MLS has equally poor refs and someone just they do. said that in the comments. And like, I keep hearing that too. So I don't necessarily think it, I mean, honestly, it's just annoying. And then like, Sometimes I go to Twitter and I like see mm -hmm. the play over and then people will be arguing like the Sam Staub play like, oh, well, she got the ball. Guys, she did not get the ball. Ref referees, everyone tune in. You cannot take someone's legs out to get a ball. Like that's a foul. Can we just all If agree? you get the ball before you take her out, then it's not a foul. Right, maybe, but, but sometimes that's even yeah, still a foul. That's true. Well, not in this league. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's so, it's so, yeah. It is, a, it is a pro problem, so maybe me saying, like, women should have the same level of refereeing is not quite correct. I think in regards to this conversation, it's compounded. The refereeing, just the standard of even the coverage and everything just all together, I don't feel like the women's game is taken as serious, so. The abuse of coaches. Yeah, the, yeah. everything. Yeah. So when I say it's like women should, maybe it's not correct in this particular scenario, but for me, the women's game just needs to be put on a different level. Mm -hmm. Even if that means that the MLS get better refs, I just, I need it to be the same. I need to be looking at the same product, and I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing horrible non-calls and calls week in, week out. Take them to ref court. Take them to ref court. That's a great stoppage time, y'all. So remember that both Angels Wear Boots and LAFC 360 are available as audio podcasts as well. Just search 110 Football on your app of choice. It's that simple. And we've got more content here at 110 Football continuing Saturday as Jess will join Vince LaRosa for another 110 Football watch party as LAFC travels to Colorado. That starts at 12.40 p.m. Pacific. Then on Monday, LAFC 360 will go deeper into that match and prep you for the midweek match against Austin FC. And as we mentioned earlier in the show, Angels Wear Boots is moving to Monday. We'll be live at 4 p.m. Pacific here on the 110 Football YouTube channel. That will be our home going forward. All right, this was fun. Everyone, thank you for joining. Ladies, until next time. Until next time. Until next time. It's this amazing. is amazing, guys. Seth Money, out. Hopefully next week we're not talking about refereeing. I want to talk yeah. about goals yes. and fun and, and wins. I win. Yeah, hopefully. Bye, everyone. See you Monday, guys. We might have nothing to talk about if the refs are good job. <laughs> Follow 110 Football and subscribe to this channel.